if my wife asks, the bathroom was thoroughly cleaned because she was like, <laughs> make sure the bathroom's clean before Justin comes over. Okay. Uh, and I looked at it and I was like, there is toothpaste in the sink from the boys. And there's like, uh, it's not dust, but it would be like a lint from the dryer was on the ground. So I probably could have swept, but uh, like, there's no dead cockroaches or anything. I got those picked up. And if Marianne asked, I took out the garbage. <laughs> Okay, fair. Deal. Yep, cool. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. We're on the same page then. Woo. Um So all's good? It's all good in the hood. It's we've been doing this for a year now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't we didn't really get into it on the year thing cuz that was just a big clusterfuck of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's been a year. Yeah, it's a big deal. It is. Um yeah, and, and thank you to everybody that's been leaving the reviews. That's fantastic. Definitely, yeah. Continue doing that. That being said, I can't keep this going indefinitely because my wife is already annoyed by the packages being sent out. <laughs> and she doesn't really understand that this is not only me just paying for these CDs to be made, but also just paying free for the pack- for the packaging and the shipping. Nice. So that can't go on indefinitely. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate it, but uh, I'm going to have to cut that off at some point. So I won't put a, a definite date on it, but uh, let's say... Get them in while you can, because uh, a week from now, I might need to be cutting those off. Yeah, it could be any time. So, uh, I appreciate it. Again, just leave a review on whatever format you listen to, iTunes, uh, any app, wherever else you listen. To. I don't know. iTunes, Google Play, uh, whatever your podcatcher of choice is. Yes, uh, just leave a review. Send us a link via uh, remake me podcast at gmail.com or Facebook us either one of our personal ones or the remake me Facebook page. Yep. But we'll all make sure it gets to the, to Russ and, and, uh, he can send those out. Yep. So thanks for your support. Keep doing it. Yeah. And, uh, here's my disclaimer. If, uh, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm ready to get in. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Old boy. 2003 South Korean film synopsis. Uh, a man is imprisoned for 15 years, uh, mysteriously, and then is suddenly released. And he goes on a, a search for answers and vengeance. That was a great synopsis while also not being spoilery. Like you uh, just yeah. sold the movie right there. You're welcome. Overall thoughts on Old Boy. Uh, this is a fantastic movie that totally is great and is super weird and fucked up absolutely a hundred percent of what you just said like i was so nervous that you were going to show up and be like meh but i feel like this like the excitement anticipation i was feeling when you were talking about halloween mm-hmm. is what i was feeling now so like i feel like we can just geek out because like i started writing notes for this and i realized it was just like the shot the shot the shot and those yeah. were the first three shots of the movie so i was finally like I think we're just going to have to sit back and just cinematically jerk off to this movie. Right. I got tired of writing is great. And then it's just like, I'm not going to take that note. because <laughs> The last four things I said end in is great. So, all right. So we definitely deal with spoilers. This is a hundred percent a movie. Yeah. Go watch. This Go movie. watch it right now. If you haven't, uh, fuck us. Who cares? Go listen. Go listen to us whenever you're done watching old boy from 2003, the original Korean one. Uh, go watch it. And we're going to talk about spoilers. This. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan, take note. 
because this is a movie with a twist done right. Because the twist doesn't the twist doesn't fundamentally change things. The twist is you didn't know what you've been watching the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it just it fills out the information rather than going you making you go, huh, I guess that was neat. And it's not my bloody Valentine where it not only changes things, but the film didn't the film tricked you. It didn't lie to you. Right. I don't, I don't even say tricked. It just didn't give you pieces it came, it came of information. Out of nowhere. It just didn't give you pieces of information right. which existed the entire time they were there. Nothing changed. There's nothing to look back on and go, oh, this makes sense since he was the killer in My Bloody Valentine. Yes. Uh, so, okay, that explains that. That explains that. This twist. Uh, You're finding it out with the protagonist. Yes. And I love how it's framed mm-hmm. because the whole movie is a red herring, right? Mm-hmm. The whole movie is leading you down the path of why was he imprisoned? That's mm-hmm. the whole point of the movie. Yep. And then he says, but it's not That's the, the point wrong of the question. Yes, exactly. That's and he's telling, he's telling you as the audience yeah. that as well. All right. Uh, let's, let's get into it. And again, spoilers, twist ending, fantastic. Go watch this movie. Stop it now if you haven't. We haven't had this much excitement since Jack Frost. <laughs> so in importance of Remake Me, Old Boy ranks right up there with Jack Frost, we've, which we've established is year zero for film. Okay? Yes. So y- Every film that came b- both before it and after it <laughs> is influenced by Jack Frost. <laughs> and Old Boy came after Jack Frost. So yes, it did. if you give me enough time, I will find out how Old Boy is... <laughs> Go. Take it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, we open on a uh, uh, South Korean businessman drunk off his ass. Yeah. And my first note here is drunk guy is great. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. That's not where we open. We open on the roof. Yeah. So we, we open. We, op- we Tarantino this thing. So we open on the roof and you have uh, a dude in a suit holding another guy off of a building who's wearing a suit and he's got him in by his tie. And he's, and, hold, he's holding a big fluffy white animal. Yes. Dog. And you're like, what the fuck am I watching right now? And then yeah. the most kick-ass soundtrack cuts in. <laughs> and then we go to drunk business guy. Right. And so I hadn't seen this movie. It's been on, it's, it's one of those things that it was always like on my list, but I'd heard that it was like really graphic. And so I was like, I don't know that I want to watch that. Um. So, but, but I've always heard that it's a it's a great movie. Uh, but I knew like I'd seen the shot of when he's like crazy with the crazy hair. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, drunk guy is great. I don't know who drunk guy is. He must be some ancillary character. He is even this scene. He is be in in real life, or if you were actually dealing directly with this guy, he would be a drunken douchebag. Yeah, totally. But watching him, he is a charming, funny, drunken douchebag, <laughs> exactly. right? Like he's <laughs> he's the best and the worst at the same time. Yes, exactly. He is me and my friends. <laughs> like that's the. Way. You try to piss in cop stations. Yes, <laughs> he, he was. He was genuinely funny at points. Yeah. Um. You know, like he gets rescued by his buddy. He comes and kind of bails him out. Mm-hmm. Uh. And he's simultaneously like telling the cops thank you, and then like tells them to go fuck themselves, and yeah. runs away like a child. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It's great. Uh, I feel like we're gonna every the end of every like thing that we talk great. about. We're gonna be like, it's wonderful. It's, it's great. great. Yeah. 
we like old boy by the way <laughs> in case you can't tell yeah <laughs> so do you want to talk about now uh because this is a fat guy oh yeah what this actor mm-hmm. had to do like through body transformation mm-hmm. is crazy yes uh yeah because he's genuinely like this lovable fat drunk guy and you just think oh he's all roly-poly and fun and he's obnoxious he's got he's a 40 year old dude yeah or he's a salary man yep exactly good uh that's not what he ends up however no because he ends up being fucking jackie chan (laughs) i mean even jackie chan's a little pudgy yeah he ends up being like almost like bruce lee yeah exactly which is commendable yeah um so he gets drunk he's out uh and then his friend's like where the fuck is oday young yeah or oday sue oday sue i'm sorry yes, oday sue is our character yeah uh he's talking on the phone with his daughter it's her birthday uh and then uh he hands the phone to his friend and then it disappears and then our next shot is on the ground Mm-hmm. And you see a trap door that is just someone's feet opening a trap door. And then Ode Sue throws his head out and is freaking out saying, why am I here? Why am I here? It's Tell me why I'm months. here. It's been two months. How long am I going to be? And you're like, holy shit. I couldn't live in a room for two months. No. That's how... terrible. How fucking long? That's insane. So he's just, just tell me how much longer. Just tell me One how much month, longer. One month, two months, three months. Yeah. Because two months is a fucking long time yeah. to be in a room by yourself. Mm-hmm. It can't get worse than that. No. It's crazy. Except it does. Yeah. It gets way worse than that. Mm-hmm. It gets exponentially worse than that. <laughs> he counted on his fingers first before that. <laughs> uh, uh, one, two, exponential. Nobody can nobody can uh, do that because we get a voiceover, which is kind of consistent throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Because he is telling his story. He's telling the story at the this moment roof. to the guy on the roof. He's like, let, he's holding him off the edge. So let me tell you my story. Mm-hmm. Um. And he tells us how long, so two months is terrible. How long is this dude in this room? I mean, ultimately he's there for 15 years. 15 years. He is in that one room. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, So we we see him go through transformations. Uh, His hair gets longer and crazier. And there's the great shot of him with the super crazy hair. And then the music kicks in and the gas comes on. And... Uh, he goes sleepy bye bye time, mm-hmm. and they've cut his hair. At one point, they uh, take items from uh, the place and mm. get blood Clu- samples yep. and everything. And then he's watching the news and learns that he has just murdered his wife. Yes, uh, but so obviously, obviously he been, didn't. He's, he's been framed. Correct. Um, and then we get a series of montages kind of showing his day-to-day life. So he just watches TV. He mm-hmm. gets to see the statements about his wife getting murdered. Uh, he um, doesn't have people in his life. He just longs for someone. He right. ma- he masturbates to exercise videos. Mm-hmm. He kind of watches. But to, to this one, it's the singing. I'm sorry. Yes, the, I'm sorry. It's the singing. woman singing. Yep. Which um, is important. And, he, and he gets to see, you know south korean the 15 years of south korea kind of in a montage Mm -hmm. of of the world of the of the world but from a south korean lens yeah um and 
you get the idea of exactly what this guy is going through a little bit. Right, and all the time he is just filling notebooks with with diary entries. Yes, predominantly he's focusing on why am I here? Who could have put me here? Mm -hmm. Who have I wronged? And he has a huge fucking list of every trivial thing that he might have done to upset someone throughout his life as why he would have been there. Right? Right, because he's not only trying to atone for his sins like throughout the movie we find out that um he's had sex with 260 married women or more uh so not only he's he has not been a good guy he's trying to simultaneously atone and try to reveal who could have possibly done this who have i wronged the most who would justify putting me in here Mm -hmm. um his meals Mm-hmm. Are always the same. Right. So every day he's getting these chicken dumplings, right? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? I like that you thought they were chicken. Is it not chicken? I mean, there could be anything in the dumpling. We don't know. All we know is that there's too much, too many onions, too many scallions in it. I feel like chicken comes in there someplace. I think you're just thinking of chicken and dumplings. I think you're trying to westernize this. That's probably, yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. Yeah. Which is ironically... I don't, think, I don't think chicken is... Like, it would be either pork or shrimp or some sort of sea product. I mean, it might be chicken, but it's probably more likely to be either pork or seafood. Okay. Regardless, it's dumplings. Can are, we agree on this? The, peninsula. <laughs> the ocean is most of... Borders most of the country. What's the the sea chickens? <laughs> the chicken of the sea? No, sea chickens. Oh, are you uh, you trying to be uh, what's her face? Jessica Simpson. Remember when she had her show with oh, Nick Lachey? You're making a pop culture reference from 1999. Yeah. Nice. She thought chicken. I just of the spent sea. like five minutes trying to think of the crocodile hunter's name, and I can't. Steve Irwin. There we go. I wish that I would remember that 10 minutes ago. It would have been funny. <laughs> um, Crocky, it's a chicken of the sea. That was bad. I did not. Yeah, you I referenced apologize. the. Yeah. Okay. Let's just keep moving on. I didn't commit. Um, so at some point he he decides he is going to change, right? Um, I mean, he's he's atoning. He doesn't make a conscious decision to change or anything he after five years well he decides changed. he wants revenge that's okay that's what i meant he's physically going to change because he wants revenge okay so he's he starts uh sorry he, he starts he starts watching uh videos on on how to fight he starts hitting the wall he starts exercising and things and basically spending his time seeking revenge mm-hmm. at this time also he ends up with three chopsticks instead of two that's the that's the big thing and he decides that that's going to be his way out. So he starts Shawshank redemptioning his wall. Mm-hmm. He, he, he steals a chopstick and just starts taking it out brick by brick. And uh, eventually he makes his way to the outside world. He gets a handout. Yep. And feels the rain and says, one month, mm-hmm. one month, I'm going to be out of here. Then cut to a super awesome shot mm-hmm. of him in a field, in a green grass a park inside of a trunk and he pops out except he's not in a park except he's not in a park he's on top of a roof. he's on top of a roof which has been planted with grass which is a lot of that in asian culture it's yeah but i'm saying just the visual of it too 
you assume he's that's what i'm talking it, yeah. it's just it's not what you expected because you're like he's in a park holy shit he's not in a park mm-hmm. um and this is where he meets poodle man yeah and he's first he's so excited to see him he's physically touching him he's rubbing him because his is the first he, social real interaction he's had with he a person hasn't, he hasn't seen humans other than like a, a socked shoe a socked, a socked foot like he hasn't touched another human and he just he just feels his hand on his face. He like puts his face up to his face. He grabs the other guy's hand and puts it on his face. It's one of my favorite moments of the whole film. Uh, so he sits down with the man uh, after he saves his life because the guy tries to commit suicide. He that's where you find out how he grabbed his neck. Mm-hmm. He grabs his tie, and he's like, "I have to tell you my story." Sit down, tells him his whole story, and this is an example of the like darkly comedic humor that we see throughout the film. Yeah, because the guy sits there and listens to this huge story about how he's been incarcerated for 15 years. He doesn't know why. Huge deal, right? Right. So he's be- this man has become his confidant. Yes. Like he has just unweighed himself upon him. Uh, and he's s- the poodle man says, OK, let me tell you my story. And Ode Sue stands up and fucking walks away. Yep. <laughs> just walks away. And the guy's like kind of yelling at him. And Ode Sue is just going. Just walks out, walks out of the building. Uh, he sees his first woman in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And, and is scared to death of her. Uh, scared to death, I think, of what he might do to her. Yes. Uh, and, like, losing his shit. And maybe creams his pants? I would assume so. It seems like seems like that was what mm-hmm. they were going for. So then she's steals, like... Steals her glasses? Yeah, she's, like, talking to the, the police. And then, boom, there's uh, Poodle Man... Jumped off the building through a car. <laughs> Which is hilarious yeah. <laughs> in a super, super serious movie. Like, uh, Chan uh, Wan Park, Chan Park Wu, Park Wu Chan. One of those combinations. I don't think it's any of those combinations. Uh, I think it's Chan Su Park. Okay. This director <laughs> is fucking incredible that he can do that. Like, you have something so serious and you were with this guy but at the same time you're like laughing at someone committing suicide yeah the darkest thing ever Mm -hmm. but he manages to pull it off yeah and he does it a lot throughout this movie Mm -hmm. it's a bizarre tone that he's able to do it's fantastic and and i've seen enough i don't say a lot enough south korean cinema that i know that that's kind of a thing that they have this weird comedic tone that goes throughout but this is the one that i've seen that best translates Mm -hmm. to our culture because i don't want to call it best because i don't if it's not cultural right it's hard to say what's better and what's but the one that best translates for me is this you think that i mean i assume that's probably a product of the korean war and then just the prolonged dmz and everything the tensions with china and and north korea right there I mean, um, I don't think that, I think that might be part of it, but I don't think that you can, with most sociological studies like that, because that's really what you're talking right. about, you can't find that one answer to explain it's why like It's like in the wake of World War II, Japan, Kurosawa came out and revitalized the, the samurai film and uh, basically went back to feudal Japan to tell stories about modern day Japan at that time. Um tying this back to kind of the point of the podcast there's a documentary called american nightmare and it's the whole thing is kind of follows the trajectory of horror uh in the united states Mm -hmm. and it looks at it through a historical lens so 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a reaction to the Vietnam. Um, the zombies in the 1980s are a result of commercialism, and it follows you through. Torture porn is right after September 11th, and it looks at it through a historical lens, which is super interesting, and I'm sure there's valid points to it, mm-hmm. but it's also not a direct correlation. So to answer your question about the comedic Korean tone, I can't do that. It's like, why does Bollywood have to have a song? Every movie is a musical in Bollywood. It's because it's what they've decided is interesting and what they want to see. Right, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have cultural touchstones that not, come from world events. I'm not saying I'm saying American Nightmare is correct in everything that it's saying, but it's also not as just as simple as saying everybody liked Dawn of the Dead because everybody was trying to make money in the stock market. Yeah, it, it's it's not. I a like one-to-one. I like more like zombies or uh, uh, reaction to globalism more than commercialism. Mm-hmm. But, but that's my point. The sheer fact that we can have that debate yeah. means that there's not one answer. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we at right now? I'm sorry. He He's leaving the the building. Or, yeah, the building that he We're was We're still at the, the beginning of. of the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> That's how good this movie is. We need to talk about every scene. He uh, goes and basically meets some street punks and steals one of their cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And Just to test out whether the fact that the training that he's done can translate well, I, I think he just genuinely wanted a cigarette for 15 years and then uh the guy's like hey you took my cigarette i'm gonna punch you in the face mm-hmm. and then he's like well can 15 10 years of imaginary training really work in the real world we'll see i love that he gets knocked back does a flip and like lands flat and it just like look, basically looks dead and then just pulls his hand to his mouth and takes another drag yeah, off the because cigarette. He's re- yeah, he's relishing in the fact that I finally have this cigarette, something I haven't been able to experience mm-hmm. for 15 years, for yeah, sure. It also seems really badass. <laughs> uh, but he, he calls him a dick shit. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, he dick loves shit. It. That's a new word. <laughs> the TV doesn't swear, so I'm learning new words. Yes. And, and I, lo- I learned a new word, and it was great. And he, and he, he referenced, he, that comes back up at points. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you know, there's a moment where he says, you referenced it, but it, at the end of it, it says, can 15 years of fake training or 10 years of fake training translate? And then the movie pauses for a minute and he answers that question and says, apparently so. And this is one of the first moments that we see in the film that I think is pulled off probably nowhere else that I've ever seen. And what he does okay. throughout this film is he does these he does a series of single nuanced stylistic things that usually if it's the only time you see it is jarring and you're like why did they do that do you know boondock saints uh from high school yeah okay do you, at the beginning of boondock saints they introduce characters and then they do like the pause and then they tell you all the information about them at the bottom Mm -hmm. but that only happens for like the first five minutes and it never happens again yeah that's always bothered me because it doesn't continue it's not fluid throughout the movie right yeah certainly however old boy is nothing is consistent he does 10 15 of these little stylistic things every one of them once but that in and of itself turns into the style of this movie Mm -hmm. um later there's a scene that we'll talk about where they start a scene with a hammer And there's a moment where the movie pauses and they show little dots like a weatherman almost dot, 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 dot. And it's showing you the trajectory. If he were to bring this hammer down, it would hit this guy in this head. That's the only time that happens. Mm -hmm. And there's 
a dozen or so different times throughout this movie where these weird stylistic things happen that if it was the only thing that happened in the movie or in another movie, it would bother me. But because he does them one time, that is the style of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, I think you see uh, less experienced and less talented directors kind of, you know, steal something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, old boy did this, but the other did it once, you know. And, you know, they'll steal kind of that. And, and that's what they don't get is the fact that this is a hyper-stylized movie, but the style is every emotion or every uh, moment has its own style, mm-hmm. and that is the style. Right. Imagine, so the bad version of that would be imagine Terminator only saw like his Terminator vision and like diagnosed people with the little red things once. Yeah. That happens throughout the movie. That's a style. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um but it's so ballsy and it works so well in a way that I can't believe in this movie. And that's the first time that I really feel like we see it. Yeah. So then he walks into a restaurant and, oh no, he is, <laughs> he is staring at fish and a dude walks up to him, hands him a wallet and a phone and is like, don't ask me any questions. I don't know shit. And, and it's so, a wallet full of cash right. and a cell phone. Yeah. And so then he goes into the restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, meets, uh, I I never quite heard the name. Is it Mido uh, or Midu? I don't. The thing the other thing is is like I know it's Odesu, mm-hmm. but because that's I'm sure we are saying this so white right now. We're saying Odesu right. so white because different people saying it, it sounded like a whole different name to me. Right. So it's like Midu. Let, let's yeah. just say Midu. You good with Midu? I mean Midu? I hear I, yeah, I, I hear him say uh Odesu and Desu tons. Yes. I feel like every time I heard Midu or Mido it was Within a bunch of, of Korean that I couldn't understand. Yeah. And so I never quite picked it up. Let's do Midu. Okay, Midu. Uh, so he meets Midu for the first time. She is a chef at a restaurant. She's a uh, sushi chef, which they talk about is, uh, you know, there's not a lot of women because they're supposed to have warm hands and everything. And then he wants to eat something that's alive. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she comes back with a live octopus and dude fucking eats this octopus yeah uh before he comes back with the octopus the phone rings and he has a conversation with the bad guy yes do you like the clothes how do you like the clothes things like that uh and then oh no it's while he's eating the octopus i don't know he passes out with the octopus still in his mouth and it's wiggling around yes. and it's cool do- I, I we need to focus on this because this is a big deal. Like this is kind of one of the things the movie is fam- famous for. Mm-hmm. This is not saying he's supposed to eat a live octopus, or it's the movie is telling you that. Dude eats a live octopus, right. and making this movie, he ate like a half a dozen or something. Don't call me on the real number, but they did take after take. Yeah, he ate a whole bunch of them. Um, but to be fair, live octopus is a delicacy in a lot of Asian countries. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's not weird to me. No, because I'm American. <laughs> America. <laughs> we like our sushi sushi. We like our sushi cooked. <laughs> I, I think that was the right time to fuck up that word. America. Um and so him uh he wakes up at Midu's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um and she's reading his notebook. Yes. And he immediately feels violated, scoops them all up, and then he bangs his head. I wonder if that was Intentional. That was in the script. 
Uh, oh yeah, when he lays yeah. down. No, I don't think he did. Yeah. No, I think that was a good actor rolling with it. So yeah. he goes to lay down and like bonks his head on the side <laughs> table and yeah. just winces and then lays back down. That was a good actor rolling with yeah. it. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. like it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained, only way less. So I don't remember that. Have you seen Django Unchained? Yeah. Uh, when he smashes his hand down on the table mm-hmm. and breaks the glass and there's blood all over Oh, hand, I did hear. I don't remember he, that, but I remember hearing that. He yeah. really had glasses in his hand. He really was bleeding and just rolled with it. And you can see everybody kind of look at the camera. And then they bring out that woman and he just smears his real blood on her face. <laughs> and she just rolls with it. You have and hepatitis you can see now. that she's like fucking freaking <laughs> out, but trying to hold it in. Yeah. Which is perfect for that scene. Um, uh, and you know, you know the movie, finally that man won an Oscar. You know the movie Carrie, right? Yeah, I've never seen it. So you haven't seen it, but you know the concept and everything. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a scene in which the first time I watched it with my wife, we were watching it and we were like, "Holy shit, did that really happen?" And we rewound it. And we're like, "I think that chick just got hit in the face with a a fire hose, like the end of a fire hose. It looked like it got shot out of a cannon and hit her in the face." Oh, and fuck. she she did she like got knocked out and like concussed and that's the shot that they left and it was obviously a mistake yeah um but uh, yeah that sucks so watch awesome, wa- watch for, sucks. watch for that when we get there All yeah right. it's one of those things like I'm glad you're alive I'm so sorry that happened but well, that looked great that. <laughs> well and if you're the actress you're like I hope you keep it or yeah. else that was pointless for me to go through <laughs> exactly <laughs> um. So Midu and Odesu start developing kind of this relationship immediately. They feel very close. He immediately tries to rape her while she goes to the bathroom. So he tries to rape her and then she gives him permission to rape her in like the yeah. next scene. Yeah. Is this a cultural thing? I, I don't think so. But basically like he tries to, she takes a knife in and is like, okay. She says the lock on the door is broken. So don't, don't try to come in. And then he comes in. And then she has a knife for her protection, but she just hits him with the butt end of it. Yes. And so I think that she was just a weird lady who was weird and I don't want to say she wanted it. But I want to say that you wanted it. That's terrible. I want to say that this imaginary character, <laughs> who's not a real woman and may or may not represent any real woman who has ever existed, I think in that moment that that was her weird way of trying to say, hey, come have sex with me, but I'm going to fight you. And then she realized she had to be more explicit and say, hey, if you try that again, I'm going to fight you, but don't stop. And that was fucked up. It's fucked up that you had to say that. I'm so glad that you. (laughs) (laughs) I walked through that honey trap. Uh, It's just getting worse everywhere I step. The views and opinions expressed by Justin do not necessarily reflect Russ's attitude. (laughs) May or may not. (laughs) Or may. Uh, So they do they whether or not it happens now, they consummate the relationship. That's way later. Okay. That's that's see, that's another way where I love this movie, mm-hmm. and where I think the remake is when we get there fails is because they develop the relationship 
and they go through shit together before consummating the relationship. Um, and it feels much more real than where it just feels weird and forced in Old Boy in the 2013 version. The 2013, I think it's more supposed. To, it, it feels more carnal and sexual, like you're hot, I'm hot, let's fuck, uh, as opposed to this one, which feels like a relationship. Right. Um, chronologically, I don't. Uh, we also at this part see his knuckles. Oh yeah, they're just and they're fucked up and awesome. Like they're super flat yeah, from he's punching, been punching the, a brick yeah, wall for, for ten, 10 years. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Um, which ten months still would have been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was twelve times that. Yes. Um. So he decides he's going to go on this journey to try to start figuring out what happened or who's responsible for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. He hooks up with his old friend who owns an internet cafe. Um, and through us, they, he remembers that the name dragon was what the dumplings he used to eat all the time. So they go to a hundred different, uh, restaurants mm-hmm. to try to find out exactly where these dumplings are from. Right. Cause he, yeah, he ate a dumpling that had a little piece of paper that said blue dragon mm-hmm. and that's all he knows. Yes. But he knows he's eaten that food for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He knows that food. So he has to try every dumpling yeah. or every place with the name dragon. Right. Tries that dumpling. Ends up finding out after huge ordeal where it's from. Follows an odd delivery. I think we've already skipped over the hammer scene. No. Oh, no, the blue dragon follows as the hammer scene. Yeah, he has to get to the place. Right. So he follows the blue dragon delivery driver, figures out that he has to go to the seven and a half floor. Mm-hmm. And ends up going inside of the compound that he was housed at for so long. Yeah. This is where your uh your one shot comes in. Yep, so it's the the guard basically that's standing there watching. Uh he holds it up, you see that super artistic shot. And then he's just standing there holding the hammer and the guy looks back and sees him and is like pissing himself scared and he's like shaking and you see him trying to go, t- trying to grab a gun or something that was on his mm-hmm. his ankle. And, like, uh, Desu was just savoring it and then brings, brings the down hand. the hammer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we were going to make the same joke. Yeah, we were exactly yeah. what we were going to say. Uh, and then you, he ends up going into the manager of the Forest Hotel. Yeah. Who... I want so this is a a bleached white haired Korean guy. I want to see a movie around this guy. No, 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 He's no, not bleached no, 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 wrong guy, wrong guy, wrong yeah. guy. This is this is uh, I'm bling sorry. bling guy. Yes, this is bling guy. Um, so he's just this schmimey, yeah, like pimp style dude that runs this, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Odesu demands that he tries to tell him why he was there. He says, "I just run the place." Here's what I have for you. It's some some tapes of our conversation because everything's confidential. Mm. And he listens to these tapes. But first he tapes him down to the chair and removes one tooth for every year that he was there. Mm-hmm. He removes 15 of this guy's tooth teeth with a hammer. Yeah. Not in a bashing way, in no. a prying way. Yes. He uses it as a The claw pliant. of the hammer yes. to pull out the teeth. Fuck. Yeah, I had one tooth pulled and it blew by a professional. 
uh, yeah, Marianne had uh, a tooth pulled, and as they're pulling it out, uh, it basically shattered into like fifty pieces, and so they basically trying to get them all like fucking cut up her gum and shit, and yeah, that's it what healed I totally happen. wrong. And I've yeah. got a fucked up picture as you talk right now. I'm gonna find. <laughs> okay, so he pulls out his teeth. He gets the the tape, and he uh, plays the tape, and basically says uh hey oh he doesn't play the tape yet he uh he gets into the awesomest fight uh one of the most awesome fights i've ever seen uh and it's all one take this is a huge deal one shot uh and i think they did it like 30 times or something crazy it had to have been rehearsed but first the doctor stepped out for a moment and that's the like i just took a picture of like the chunks of teeth laying on like the little tray beside me yeah there's a lot of bloody chunks of teeth there (laughs) that's fun that's a fun photo yeah you're welcome should put that on your christmas card next year (laughs) okay so this is a big deal and cinematically this is a big deal like Mm -hmm. i feel like there should be classes taught on this. I'm sure there are. Because what you get is five minutes, without exaggeration, because mm-hmm. people are always like, oh, I was there for, it was 15 minutes. No, five minutes probably, solid, of one take of Odesu taking on 30 dudes. Yeah. And it is a long shot tracking down this hallway. And like a minute and a half into it, he gets stabbed in the back. Yes, and this is the way there's a there's a tiny degree of samurai copness to this of like people waiting back a a, a, t- a pinch a of bit. that but not as bad as in the other one no but this is the way that you do that because obviously in any real life situation 30 dudes are probably going to be able to take on any one dude right but because they're constricted to this narrow hallway it's not as easy for them mm-hmm. as just to dogpile on top of him right and you see that they do at some and uh, they do at, at the beginning at like points yep. yeah and also they just beat the shit out of him yes and he is kind of stuck in the middle at times and just kind of flailing wildly 360 mm-hmm. around him to try to keep them but they get shots in mm-hmm. they end up breaking they hit him with pieces of wood he gets stabbed in the back yeah um they they are he is flaily and they are flaily and that's why there's a lot of misses but they don't seem like oh that was a miss that was supposed to connect bad hollywood you know no, like no, no, no. luke kicking the the uh slip uh guard at jabba's palace uh they weren't just like whiffs that were supposed to hit like it's like i'm freaked out i have this piece of wood and i'm gonna swing at you and, and but jump i'm scared back. of you yes exactly yeah. or i'm gonna try to throw it at you and miss very badly yes um and this is really something if if you decide if you don't think that this is movie is for you to watch just I'm sure this clips on YouTube, I would imagine, or there's there's analyses of this I'm sure, scene. Yeah. Watch this scene because it really is done well. Mm-hmm. At one point, he drops the hammer, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and then he kind of has to go backwards. So the guy's like he's trying to get to the end of this hall, and he ends up deciding to go backwards mm-hmm. to get to this hammer. Yeah, um, but he's not super cop, or he's not a, a, a superhero. No, and everybody gets winded at a certain point. Yep. Like, everybody's fucking exhausted, but they realize that they're still conscious and they still need to fight each other. Yep. So, it's very clear he is not a superhero. No. And he finally fends them all off and he finally gets to the end. A huge mm-hmm. relief. You're to the elevator, right? Yeah. 
and the elevator door pops open. Full of guys. And I appreciate what they do here. And then he turns into a fucking superhero. Because cut to <laughs> elevator, boom. Because that was an awesome shot. You didn't need to see that, but it was cool. Yeah. So you got everything you wanted. Because it's a stylized movie. This exactly. is the only time something like that happens. Yeah. And I appreciate that he literally walks on top of them out of the elevator. Yes. Uh, and it is wonderful. Yeah. Um, so he, where are we at now? He goes back to Midu. Yeah. Right? Um, and oh, no. The, okay. So he gets out and he's got a fucking knife in his back. And he has this tape, oh, yeah. and he's walking down the street, and he just collapses in a crosswalk. And a dude is like, oh, my God, are you okay? Picks him up, uh, gets him in a in a cab, uh, and tells him where to go. He's like, give this man help. Take him to this apartment, which is weird. And then he reveals. You get the reveal. Of this is a super fantastic villain. This is the villain. This is the guy. This is him. And Odesu is like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Right. Like, this is my moment that I've been waiting for for 15 years. I'm face to face with you. Yeah. And you're a stranger. I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Which I think is another thing that uh, old, by, old Boy does wrong, is that they show the villain a couple times without showing his face. And this one's like the first time you see him, you totally see his face. Because his face doesn't matter because you don't know shit about him. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to hide. There's no dun 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 yeah. reveal. Oh, it was his brother. No. No, you're you're the you as the audience know just as much about him as Ode Su does, which is nothing. Yeah. It's not quite as good as the Return to Frogtown or no, the yeah, Return to Frogtown reveal when it's his twin. <laughs> just saying. Okay. Throwing that out there. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. Um, so now we meet my guy that I want to see the movie for. And this is like, this is, uh, the Robert Zadar from Samurai Cop. Like it's his number one henchman. We don't see him till like the end of the movie. No, he's there throughout. He's just like chilling though. But that's what I'm saying. Like he's such a commanding presence. It, it's only the last two. Cause this is, oh man. No, he's there with him, dude. But he's just, but there. he's the, but he's the just villain has just dropped bitch. him in the apartment. He takes him to, to me do. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to argue. This is stupid. Why are we arguing about this? No. I do this. This is what I do with the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> I fucking go, hey, fucking run into a wall. Regardless, let me just talk about this for a second. Yeah. I want to see a fucking movie about this dude's sidekick. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks for letting me say that. You're welcome. Because that guy's fucking awesome. He doesn't all- do a fucking thing throughout the whole movie, but I'm just looking at this guy and I'm like, that guy has seen some shit and he has killed some people for this dude. Mm-hmm. And... This is a good lackey. Like, I want, if I'm Super Shredder, I want him to be my guy. He's your Bebop? No. And your Rocksteady? No, no, no. He's the other guy. Remember the guy from from Ninja Turtles? Like the guy that trained. No, no, no. He was just the Asian dude that like trained the, the the Foot Clan and stuff. Oh, okay. That's him. Okay. He's the nameless right hand man. Mm -hmm. And that's who I want as my right hand man. Gotcha. Not Samuel L. Jackson. Wait, that wasn't Samuel L. Jackson anyway. No. That was the Not that weird woman. lady. Not that woman. Every, every time woman we talk Mortal about Kombat. something that's great in Old Boy, I want to talk about how it's bad because they do the exact same thing, only worse in the 2013 you just version. Summer, okay, we're on the same page because I didn't know what you... Oh, we're on the same page. All right, let's keep going. Uh, at some point, uh, uh, the guy he pulled the teeth out of, I thought that this was that, was that point is 
Oh, okay. So me do. Yes, then you're right. Okay, then we meet the guy with the sidekick, and then he's like, that's when he reveals the game. Yes. Which so. is, you have until July 5th to find out my name and why I imprisoned you. Mm-hmm. And so the the prize is, if you win, uh, you can have your vengeance and kill me. If you lose, I kill me do. And so... And you'll never know why you were imprisoned. Right. And Odesu is like, well, why don't I just kill you now? And... He uh, doesn't even have that option. He right, takes that option even away the, from the, it. He doesn't, you know, then you won't know. And then he's like, well, I have this button here. I have a pacemaker. I have a very weak heart. And if I press this button, I kill myself. And you won't know. So Odesu has no recourse. So even if he's like, he I don't to know, play the game. Even if I don't care, even if I just want to torture you and, and rip your teeth out, you'll take that away from me. I mm-hmm. have no upper hand. Yeah. Because you're willing to die for this. He has nothing that he can fight with. Right. Other than playing. Exactly. And then he says, hey, you might want to go back to the apartment. And that's when uh, Toothless... And his henchmen are in there. They have Midu tied up on a bed. And they sit him down and are like, hey, guess what? I'm going to I'm gonna pull out all your teeth. And then I'm going to totally fuck you up. And then I'm going to kill you. And he starts to do this. And Odesu starts laughing. And he doesn't understand. Uh, and then in the confusion... He gets a phone call, and uh, there is, or no, it was a knock on the door of this one, right? Somehow a suitcase full of money yep. shows up for him to leave. Because Toothless cares about money. Yeah. That's all there is. That's all he cares about. Yep. Um, and so... And Odesu had threatened to cut off his hand at one point. Right. Cause so he says, as so they're leaving, and he says, fight me. And he said, I'll cut your fucking hand off. And that's what we need to know from that scene. Yes. And now I need to remember what the next scene is. Yeah. I don't I don't remember uh, chronologically. Um, yeah, because I go straight from that scene to the end okay, in my so, notes. So, regardless. Because <laughs> I basically um, call it Rebel Stiltskin, because that's what the villain is. He, he ends it's up... It's like, I give, you, I give you five <laughs> days to tell me my name. <laughs> it is Rebel Stiltskin. Yeah. It's, it's the South Korean Rebel Stiltskin. Totally. Um, so, uh, he ends up figuring out uh, that... Uh, he knows him from school, mm-hmm. from when they were in high school equivalent, right? So they're in high school together, and he sees him, this guy, yeah. having sex with his sister. Right. Not Odesu's sister, his sister. Mm-hmm. The villain's sister and him yeah. were having sex. So he accidentally sees, uh, he catches them having sex. He's about to transfer out, mm-hmm. and he tells his friend, Jin Wu, the internet cafe guy, yeah, about it, and that's it. He leaves. Yes. Never to be seen again. Nope. And that was... That, that was... W- that was the reason. Yep. Uh, so he found out that the sister ended up committing suicide over that. Mm-hmm. Um, there he goes. He figured it out, right? Right. So awesome. now, time to confront him. So he confronts him says, look, 
figured it out. I put two and two together. You were sleeping with your sister. I told she ended up killing herself over it. Right. And despite the fact that you hypnotized my memories out of me. Mm-hmm. And his response is, you know what? I, I never... I never repressed those memories. You just forgot because it meant absolutely nothing to you. This is another time I've referenced this before. Street Fighter comes into play when M. Bison is talking to Chun Li, and he's like, "The day that I came into your village and killed your entire family was the biggest day in your life to me. It was a Tuesday." <laughs> Same thing. M. Bison. Rest in peace, Raul Julia. <laughs> he M. Bisoned him. Yeah, that's. In the Remake Me Dictionary, by the way, M. Bisoning, I'm not going to have to tell that story from now on. It's just going to be M. Bisoning. Okay. okay. Did Street Fighter come before or after 2003? Street oh, Fighter before. The okay. Before. Street Fighter the movie, yeah. That, that, that movie feels like 1997. I was going to say 1998. Yeah. Just throw that out there, not to get confrontational or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, and this is the moment when our villain says you've been asking the wrong question the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the entr- uh, we skipped to the entrance to this is uh he he figures out 6 and 4. So he goes penthouse trying to and then you have to enter a, a pin number. Mm-hmm. And so then uh uh Lee and his bodyguard walk mm-hmm. in the elevator. Villain and white hair. Yeah. And it was 06 04. They go up uh, have this weird, quiet elevator ride, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He walks in and he says, get him. And I love that uh, Odesu grabs a toothbrush, breaks it, and just fucking stabs them in the eye and throat <laughs> with this broken toothbrush. And then he's about to go after Whitehair, and he's like, hey. Whitehair's like, hey, why not just try talking? And that's what starts the conversation. Yep. So he says... The villain says, you've been asking the wrong question. The question is, isn't, why did I lock you up? The question is, why did I let you out? Mm -hmm. And this is the start of the twist, which doesn't invalidate the whole rest of the movie. It clarifies the whole rest of the movie and realizes that everything that's happened in this movie is not a red herring. It's not invalidated, but you've been looking at it through the wrong lens. Yes. And how, how does this reveal happen exactly? So, so they, when he had killed the wife mm-hmm. uh, early, very, very early in the movie, they said the only item that was missing was a family album. Right. That correlates directly to the fact they have his semen, they have uh, his fingerprints on a glass, mm-hmm. and he stole the family album. They have his blood the and photo the semen album. in this one. Of but. course, of course, it has to be Desu. However... It was obviously our villain, and he stole the family album. So Desu goes to the box, and he starts going through pictures of his daughter. Which he leads him. It's like a two-minute sequence of him leading him through the apartment with a laser pointer. Yeah. And like he just goes over Whitehair's face. He doesn't even <laughs> flinch. Yeah. It's he not. just goes over, and then it's like a it's a purple box, and he like jiggles it, like oh look at this, look at this, <laughs> oh, and then man. the look on his face is just so joyous, like oh look well, at that, what's well, in there? Well, oh, what's in but, there? But you know what? You're you're saying this is a joke, but the thing is, it is joyous for yeah. the villain because he has spent at minimum fifteen years 
Mm-hmm. Even just the, he obviously had to plan this before the 15 years actually started, but he's had Ode Sue imprisoned for at least fifth, or he's had him in prison for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So he's been planning this minimally 15 years in one day. If he act, decided he was going to do this and acted on it immediately, yeah. this is his end game. He is there. So, of course, he's going to be bonerific excited. Mm-hmm. And he opens up the family album, and there's a nice sweet shot of uh, Ode Sue. His wife and his daughter. And then you flip through the pages. Just keeps slipping through it. And the daughter keeps getting older and older. And then it turns out that we see the daughter is Midu, Mm -hmm. who he had just consummated the relationship with. Yeah. I hope that you have watched this movie before we just said (laughs) that. Yeah. That's a big deal. And Ode Sue reacts pretty horrifically. Yeah. Uh, Way better than Josh Brolin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, he freaks the fuck out. And he ranges from every range of emotion yeah. during this freak out of all the stages of, of grief, yeah, of anger and trying to uh, intimidate him, but then grovel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he tre- says, you can treat me like a dog and he barks and he licks his shoe and he right. cuts his tongue out in repentance for this. Right. Well, right before that, uh, me do calls. Mm hmm. And she's like, hey, I've got this this box in front of me. Yes. And he's just like, don't open it. No. Don't open it. For the love of God, don't open it. They just don't. Never open it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he begs. And our villain is fucking loving this. Like, yeah. he is having a hard time being quiet. He has, like, a, a handkerchief pressed to his face because mm-hmm. he is belly laughing. Mm-hmm. Because this this is the crescendo. This is the punchline to what yeah. he's been waiting for for so long. Desu says, I will be your dog. And he starts barking and like, look, I'm going to get my tail. He starts licking his shoe and everything and just fucking goes crazy. And then, yeah, he cuts out his own tongue. And uh, the villain basically sated, seemingly takes pity on him and is like all right you can have your revenge and tosses him the pacemaker remote Mm -hmm. and so he opens it up as the villain's walking away and he presses the button to kill him and it just plays a tape of them having him and his having sex with his daughter Mm -hmm. throughout the entire apartment yep and then he commits suicide in the elevator. The villain does. Yeah. So he even takes away that joy mm-hmm. from Odesu. He he says like like basically uh, my my revenge is done. Like I I have nothing more to live for. Literally. Yeah, that's why he's been living for for since the moment that his sister. We didn't even talk about this. Didn't right. really commit suicide. Committed assisted suicide. Or or he caught her i don't we don't know we come in mid either she's doing this on her own and he caught her or yes they're doing this together but whatever. here's what's but great about it definitely Th- this is recreating the opening shot of ode sue holding the guy off mm-hmm. of the roof where a young version of our villain and his sister who he's been sleeping with she's hanging off of a, a bridge or a dam a dam mm-hmm. the same shot where he's got a hold of her and, and he's reliving way, this in the in the elevator before he kills himself. Yes. And that's something, uh, other things throughout the film that we have, um, which again, it's weird, but it's, it's this had to have been, the, it, it's the Boondock Saints thing where they're walking through 
is the people in 2003 watching this happening 15 or 25 years prior Mm -hmm. as they're walking through. Right. And so he's there, cuts between old him and and young him. And uh, he was a photographer, like he really liked taking pictures. And he's got her and she's saying, it's okay, let go. And then she like reaches up and grabs his camera and takes one last shot of herself for to him to remember her by before she forces him to let go. And it's like there's so many movies that are like, hey, you know, this is the villain, but, you know, he maybe have some sympathy for him. No way. But like you really fucking feel in that moment for this incestuous relationship of a guy who has just spent at least 15 years trying for this one moment where he completely destroys another human being. Well, also the actor is good. Like this is a charming, likable guy, handsome guy Mm -hmm. that, that if you watched it through his lens, I think you could make him the protagonist almost. Yeah. You know, I mean, he is doing bad things, but I, but I mean, that added to it that you get someone that is believable, that is charming, right. uh, adds to that as well. So I'm. But he's the villain. It's an incestuous relationship, but like in that moment, you fucking your heart sinks. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and like because he feel. either either consciously let go of his sister, mm-hmm. uh, who he loved to a degree that brothers should not love their sisters um or he watched her commit suicide and you never really get that direct answer yeah um and then there's a little epilogue of he tracks down the hypnotist he is odesu odesu yeah he tracks down the hypnotist and writes uh, a great letter to her and so she decides to help him forget what he's done uh, and so she says, basically, split yourself into two, one Odesu and one monster. And then the monster will turn, walk away, and die. And then you cut back, and he wakes up several steps away from the chairs, and Midu is there, and she, hug- she hugs him and says, I love you. And you can see that he is happy, but also not happy. And that's the end. And I don't, I think I need to watch, I want to watch this movie more because I don't understand the ending. If it's just ignorance is bliss, I'm going to go on fucking my daughter. Or if it's all in his head. Or if. I don't think there is one was He was the monster. I think you could turn those into i think you could do any of those yeah and i think it, it's not an out ending you know that i'm not going to tell you i it's that's such a well-constructed movie and the director knows what he's doing so much that any of those could be the answer yeah and and the actor yes and yeah no, several not, actors yeah, no, 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 actors. yeah it, it's the a combination of everything yeah. but uh yeah of the the films that we've watched during this there's my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've got my Wishmasters, Lawnmower Man's, Maniac Cops. Yeah. But the best movies, this is up there with them. This, this is, is this. Is, I think this is the best movie we've seen. We've got this, Bone Tomahawk, Blue Ruin, I think, are probably my top three best movies that we've watched. Mm-hmm. And The um, Fly. And The Fly is up there, too. Yeah. Um, 
but this is simply wonderful. Uh, it's cinematic to watch the storytelling, um, the shots that are created, the acting, everything is fantastic at this movie. And if you're just listening to this whole thing, you might miss out on the, the surprise, but this is, I've watched this multiple times and I think I might enjoy it more kind of knowing like I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to eat a great meal. I've been here before. I know that this is going to be wonderful sitting down for these two hours and watching this, Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it just as much. Yeah. You should also say the whole movie is in Korean. Yeah, brace yourself for that. Yeah. I don't think that matters to you and I. No. But to everybody that would have watched the remake or prefer the remake, it matters to them. So uh, I texted you a link to a video. Yes. That uh, had I known this, I wish... I wish I would have known that this was based on a manga because maybe I would have read the manga. But I did watch the video and it sounds like the manga might actually not be I didn't, as good. I was not intrigued to watch it after you sent me that link. Like yeah. it didn't, it felt like they made a better version of that. Right. So it seems to me like, as we'll get into the next one, that, that I think the manga, maybe the manga influenced Spike Lee a little more. Um, in that it's more boring. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem like at moments like it would be more boring. Like they go on like these Yeah. Side it's a completely different story. Like the the twist ending in this in the manga is that uh he saw the the main character saw the villain cry as a child and it was a bullying story basically. But he saw him cry and he felt he could never be his full self if someone knew that he had a sensitive side. And so he locked him away for 10 years and yeah. Yeah, that felt like somebody needed to think harder about like <laughs> they had this great concept and they're yeah. like, "Uh, I don't know." But also that is a very Asian thing. Is That's true. Embarrassment is Yep, shame. Shame is very Yep. Yeah, taken very no, seriously. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Whereas I'm Americans sure. were like, nah, Americans find some videos, just laugh at yeah. a dude getting hit in the yeah, crotch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many times have I said I appreciate it when people make fun of themselves? Like, that's what I find endearing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen, I don't think, in most Asian culture. No. Um, we didn't talk about something a couple weeks ago. Just a little. Can we have an interlude here? Sure. Anything that I talk about the remake? Um, The Babadook. Sure. Baba. Duke. Was he gay? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I have not. Okay, so the Babadook has kind of turned into a, a gay icon, like a gay horror icon. Because he's fashionable? Uh, <laughs> no. So the truth is what happened is it was like some Netflix uh, like algorithm fuck up to where it ended up lesbian? in gay and lesbian. So people all of a sudden, like the internet kind of exploded with like, is the Babadook gay? And like, it's kind of been adopted as like this gay icon, That's great. which is kind of awesome because yeah. it's not about that at all. No. But like, if you just Google it, like there's tons of them, like him wearing like a rainbow scarf and things like that. That's awesome. So I think that it's kind of been, I don't want to use the word hijacked because it's in fun. It's not like it's a, a negative thing or whatever, but uh, it's kind of awesome that it's been commandeered for that, for that. And they've adopted it for something that was as dumb as, as 
somebody put a digit in the wrong spot or it just so happened that lots and lots of people that were watching the gay and lesbian movies happened to watch Babadook or enough that it just categorized it as that. But yeah. uh, it's pretty funny. That is good. Yeah. Uh, old Boy 2003. Synopsis. Can I do it? 2013. 2013. Go for it. Uh, it's the same thing. Okay. Boom. <laughs> Your thoughts. It's 20 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Because everything happens much more quickly in this movie. Mm-hmm. And we lose a lot of the character moments. Mm-hmm. And everything is slightly worse and or more boring. Okay. Um, my my overthought, overall thoughts on this is... If I were to have just watched Old Boy 2003, which I think is what this movie was made for, is people that aren't going to read subtitles need to see uh, a wasp in their movie. Is Josh Brolin a wasp? He's white. That's all that matters to America. He's he's white. I don't know. Is he Italian? I always thought he was Hispanic, but I don't think he is anymore. Anyway. His name's Brolin. I think he's Italian. He's not Korean. Which is what the average Joe American wants is not Korean. Okay. Okay. I would have been okay with this movie, meaning I would have watched it and never have thought or remembered anything about it again. Just like most like Denzel Washington movies, right? Man on fire. Man on fire is great. I've watched it. I feel like I remembered having positive thoughts, but I will never revisit again. I like that and, movie. And it holds nothing to me. Okay. Oh, I have, we need to watch a Denzel Washington movie on this podcast. Fallen. I fucking love Fallen. You know Fallen? I fucking love Fallen. Okay, good. I, Find I, a good pairing with Fallen. Maybe I already a, know. Maybe a double I've already demon. Got, I've already got a, a triple feature that I was debating about, one of which being Fallen. Okay, I love that movie. Okay. God. Denzel is so good in that movie. John Goodman is so good in that movie. Okay. Let's keep talking about Fallen instead of Old Boy 2013. <laughs> okay. No, okay. This isn't a bad movie. I compl- you never let me finish my synopsis. No, 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 no. This is Russ's turn. Okay. Russ's turn. I would have been fine with this movie. The big issue that I have with this movie is that it is a carbon copy and a re, it's just a, a photocopy of the 2003 movie. There, it does nothing to change it other than turning it into Whitey doing it. There is hardly anything that they have added. All they're doing is ty- coming up with tiny tweaks to recreate exactly everything that happened in the original movie. They missed... The opportunity to to just even if they just took the premise, if they did the fly thing where they took the premise, some dudes incarcerated for 15 years, which they turned into 20 in this just to make it bigger and better. Yeah, it goes 10, 15, 20. <laughs> just to make it better. Um, even if they would have changed the, the, the twist, the ending, the reason why something, they just take the fundamental idea. But no, they just recreate everything down to fucking dumplings. Make it your own in some way instead of just recreating dot for dot. Go ahead. I like. I one hundred percent agree. If I think this movie was perfectly serviceable, as I just saw this, like if I'm back to back watch eight millimeter and this, then I'm like, oh, fucking shitty movies that make me feel horrible about life. Both are great, but exactly what you just said. Yep. Uh, so. He starts off, first off, they timestamp it, which you don't need to do. 
by Josh Brolin going, it's 1993. It's 1993, everyone. It's 1993. Also, they they timestamp it and then make the timeline not be able to fit, I feel like. How old is Josh Brolin, right? That's what I was trying to figure out. So he was, it, it he was, was 1993, and then they were in prep school in 1986. So, like, I don't know. Maybe in seven years you can get super uber rich. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so they, yeah, they do everything, they just Americanize it, they Hollywoodize it, and then, so yeah, Josh Brolin's a dick, he comes on to his, uh, his client's wife. This is, this is after the very beginning of the movie, the worst line of the movie, uh, his secretary's like, your ex-wife Donna Hawthorne is on the phone. Nobody talks like that. That yeah. is the worst writing ever that yeah. I cannot believe made it into the movie. Oh, uh, sidebar. So, uh, I don't remember when this was. Uh, this was this was September, two weeks ago. Uh, with it follows, mm-hmm. and you talked about when he teaches her as this great exposition. Uh. We recently watched, I made Marianne watch Die Hard, because the first time I made her watch it, she slept, fell asleep halfway Hard. through. I've never seen Die Hard. Okay, so, one of the major plot points of the movie is, it's been, him and his wife are separated, they're not divorced, they're separated, but she has started using her maiden name again. And you need to know that for the for a lot of the movie to make sense. In the beginning of the movie, uh, he walks into the building... And is like, uh, I'm looking for somebody, and the guy just go just the the guy just points down at a screen, and it's this touch screen. Put in the person's name, and put in the first letter of the person's name, person's last name, and I will uh, tell you where they're at. Basically, so he presses M for McLean, and can't find her name in there. So then he's like, uh, presses G for Gennaro finds her name so we as the audience know she's using her maiden name and i feel like that like that is a place where i will be like yay that's a cool way to do exposition without just saying hey she's using her maiden name now like somebody telling it mm-hmm. so that reminded me of that anyway so josh Brolin's a dick complete dick alcoholic uh womanizer which is the same as uh, Odesu, mm-hmm. but Odesu was charming, and uh, you find it out. It's not like here's everything on a platter. Yeah, no, no. You here's find it this out broken down man. Yes, that we're about to rebuild. Here's everything you need to know about him. Yep. In the first five minutes of the movie. Um, and I don't feel like necessarily. I think we need to go chronological because it's basically repeating everything. Yeah. So um, things that are things that are different probably, or things we notice is probably what I would want to touch on. Right. So it's his. It's the third birth. His daughter's third birthday. He finds a random little street shop in Chinatown or wherever he is, and the woman's wearing the angel wings that you know me do wears that are for, for Odessu's daughter. And, and the thing is, is in a movie that wasn't such a card copy, I would be fine with that little nod, right? Like that little nod would be fine to me because it's not relevant to anything, mm-hmm. but it's just a little nod. It's an acknowledgement 
it's the... it's for the fans. I feel like, but I, fans are just gonna be pissed off at this movie. So <laughs> maybe don't call that out. And then immediately, Umbrella, which has the scratch marks yeah, on the umbrella, that, and I'm just under- like, "Fuck you, movie." I don't understand that at all. Like, yeah, I I'm with you. That was super frustrating. Uh, so- yeah, my second note here is. Uh, why does she have scratch marks on her umbrella? I think I hate this movie already. <laughs> um, so he's kidnapped. He gets locked up. Yes. He's in basically a motel room. Yep. Uh, Things that I appreciate that are different here is okay. that Ode Sue wasn't necessarily an alcoholic, or if he was, it's not relevant, right? That doesn't get touched on. Josh Brolin definitely is. So not only... Is he an alcoholic? But as they're giving him his meals, every all three meals, he's getting a quart, a pint, a, a bottle, bottle <laughs> a bottle of vodka every time. Uh, Seven hundred fifty milliliters. Sure. Um, so, and he's that's his first thing he goes for, and he chugs. So I love. I, I think that's something that I like that they added is is they're feeding his addiction, and See, they're they're letting him continue on with that. To me, it is. Here is this easy thing for the audience. You're too dumb to do anything like the uh, the atonement and all of that. The subtle, I will change my ways for, I will change my ways to atone. Everything like that that happens in, in the original. They're like, here's this bottle of vodka. And, oh, you're going to start pouring it on the toilet? Well, here you go, audience. You know, our, our guy's okay. becoming a good guy. I'll take that. And then that. he explicitly says in his note, and he's writing letters yeah. to his wife, to drinking. his daughter, I've stopped drinking. I'm trying to become a better person. Yes. I'll buy that. However, looking at it, the psychology of someone that's trying to torture someone, they kept feeding that. They kept keeping that line open. The other thing that if you really I really wanted to torture them, you would take it away and then give it to them and then take it away. Okay. So they go through addiction and then withdrawal and then addiction with okay. withdrawal. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> um, Sorry. Do we want to just battle back and forth about ways to torture him? Okay. Okay. Um, I liked the mouse because I hated the mouse. That was a way to torture him. Here's why I hated the mouse. Okay. It's the stereotype is whenever you are down in the dumps, you can't get any lower. You're you're in jail or whatever in a hollywood movie you get a little mouse friend everybody gets a little mouse friend when they're in jail and it is every like ah that's what pissed me off like i literally wrote down mouse friend stereotype Mm -hmm. it's not really a stereotype it's a cliche but that's why i wrote down because i was eating yummy buffalo dip that i made and i wasn't thinking as much (laughs) and i was trying to type less but cliche is easier to type than stereotype so whatever At least you didn't make it awkward and explain it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I hated it because it was so Hollywood. I'm let me. It works. Let's be fair. I'm being a hundred percent extra critical because I just watched Old Boy, yeah. and this doesn't live up to it. I feel like I made it, that disclaimer too. But right? it calls to me. It calls out all those things. They're like, there's this great movie that literally you could, if you wanted to, just make that movie, or like you said, take that concept and do something different with it. But instead, they have to Hollywoodize everything and dumb it down for their audience. And it's not... I don't... Spike Lee isn't a guy who dumbs things down, no, I don't that's, think. Th- I and was that's what pisses about, me off. I was going to talk about this, too. Because Spike Lee is a competent guy who usually has something to say. He doesn't say anything here. I no. mean, he's just regurgitating. And he's, in a weird way, whitewashing this. Is it whitewashed? 
I mean, it's Americanizing it, but is that white? I, I don't know. Speaking I don't know. as white males, I think I, <laughs> I think whitewashing explicitly would be, um, making something explicitly take place in a place that would be Asian and or whatever, and putting white people okay, in there. Okay, that's fair. But th- so this could place it. It's take like place the uh, what was that shitty movie this year about the. Uh, Chinese defending the wall or whatever, and it had like Matt Damon oh, and yeah, yeah, Willem Dafoe. I think it might have just been called like the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's whitewashing. Okay, that's fair. But as, as a guy who's like so racially conscious, we can say racially conscious, right? Uh, it seems weird that he's taking this movie. I don't and putting just that white twist on it or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, it just it seems odd. That it is so, but maybe this was, I know like Kevin Smith made the shitty Bruce Willis movie and he was like very much said, like I tried to make a Hollywood movie. I hated every fucking moment of it. What shitty Bruce Willis movie did you make? Um, it was a comedy cop out. Oh, that he made that. Yep. He directed it. He didn't write, but, it, but he said like, I cashed a giant paycheck to make a Hollywood movie and I was going to see if I could be happy doing that. Yeah. And he wasn't. And he, him and he fucking hated Bruce Willis. <laughs> so much I um, think Bruce Willis might be a dick which makes me sad oh, I think everybody would say he's a dick but I can respect that from Kevin Smith saying like yeah I tried this to see if I could be happy making this for the money and I can't you know I re- is that what Spike Lee might have done here maybe maybe it was it was a cash in but or- but also he I would imagine he probably loved the original maybe you maybe know, and if maybe. it's just his love letter to it I really hope I uh, I really hope this isn't his love letter to that I, movie I, I because mean, I, I feel like he could write something so much better. Did did he write this? I don't know. Well, you look that up. Let me look. You uh I'm going to talk about the, No. Mark Papa Papa Papa. Mark Papa Papa Papa. Yeah. So he just directed it. Like I yeah, that's what I want to see is is Jet Li getting this movie. Like they, if they would have he could have I don't know. urbanized it turn it into something else but even even down to the fact that they they have josh brolin with dumplings like yeah it's the exact same thing and he finds he finds a piece of paper in the thing that just it says didn't dragon. Need to, it, it literally just needed to be somebody's been in a trap for 10 years why and yeah. you could have called it old boy, right? Right. And somebody could have, it, it could have, because it could have then existed, I guess this could exist in the same world as the Korean one, but mm-hmm. they could have just been two of the same stories. You could have made it the same company. Like it could have been the same people running both groups. Yeah. Uh, I, and like, yeah. And it, it, the dragon thing I think speaks to another thing about these two movies is that the blue dragon is a plot point that moves the plot along. But it's also a plot point that takes a while to develop. Hey, Blue Dragon, let's go through everything. And he goes to like 100 restaurants and everything. But it is also an excuse to give more character time between Odesu and Midu. And that's what they do. And in Josh Brolin's, in the, the remake's case, he goes, Dragon. And then like two seconds later, he's there. Yes. Like he puts it together immediately. Um of the little tweaks and, and it, it is not incredibly original, but I think they do an okay job is Josh Bro- and they didn't really touch on this in the original 
is that there's not really that disconnect between having been gone for 15 years or 20 years. Josh Brolin's like, where are the payphones? Right. He's obviously weirded out by this touchscreen cell phone. He's trying to figure out how the internet works, things like that. Um, and I think they do a fine job of that. But it, again, they're just nods to it. It's, oh, I just type in here and hit enter. Okay, I can do this. Like, it, oh, what is this device? And then, like, they don't mention it. He knows how to use it almost instantly. Yep. Which I think is a, uh, as an Apple fanboy, a, a, a true achievement of the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the other thing they fail at is that the twist is exactly the same. With that's the, the problem. That's the problem. He he obsesses on his daughter, mm-hmm. which Odysseus never does. Like he he laments that he wasn't there for her, a, yes. a, like maybe once or twice. But like th- this movie is all about his daughter. But the, and also anyone that's ever seen it can immediately tell you the twist. So the difference here again. Watch this movie. I'm going to spoil it. Josh Brolin is able to see his daughter growing up because they do vignettes of her on a television show growing up. Right. Right. And anyone that's seen the movie immediately is going to see where this is going. And the twist is that was not real. Of course, he's hooked up with Elizabeth Olsen, who's actually his daughter and he slept with her. Even if they would have just made that different, just whatever the, the, made the exact same movie with the dumplings but then given the re- the fans of the original right something different hell even if they would have left it that that really would like they would have had the, you thinking oh that's obviously not really his daughter on tv and left it his daughter on tv that would have been a twist quote unquote to the people that had originally seen the movie yeah and the whole the whole time i'm like giving this movie credit i feel like oh so obviously they're not going to do the daughter thing what's the cool twist that's going to happen in this one uh and then like i start as the Elizabeth Olsen uh, and Josh Brolin relationship grows, I'm like, they're just they're just gonna do the daughter thing, again, aren't they? Because I don't know. I feel like it doesn't like Midu and Odesu fall in love. Like when when they have sex, like it, she's obviously a virgin and yes. it's very painful for her. Mm-hmm. But the whole time she's just thinking about. Uh, does that does that feel good to you? And like, I just want to make you feel good. Yep, Josh. Brolin Which is really. something that you know, someone who's obsessive and in love, that's what they're generally going to think. Here, that like they just fuck, and yes. it's the same fucking Hollywood thing of a woman cleans his wounds and then they fuck. Yes. Yep. What's sexy about used bandages? Like, come on. Dude, I'm rock hard right now just because you said use bandages. I always joke that that's a magic trick that I could, the only magic trick that I can do. If you take a brand new, I could do it in front of you. I take a brand new bandaid, right? Mm-hmm. In the package and I show it to you and you'd be like, that's, I would put that on my body. That's totally sterile. If I just open it up and lay it on the counter, you would be like, that is the grossest thing ever. It's a bandaid that's loose. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay. It's true. Yeah. I don't know if that's a magic trick. Ooh, yeah, it is. I would say it's a call. Ta da! Um, Samuel L. Jackson, kind of terrible. Yeah. I didn't like him. And I, you, I mean, you're not supposed to like him. He's given, like, f- no time, no screen time. Um, but. Not good. I thought the torture scene was fine. Yeah. So they cut, he cuts chunks out of his neck. 
pour salt on it. That was fine. There's he wants he wants to cut chunks out of his neck until they can pull his head off. Uh, there's with his bare hands. There's they do the hammer thing, not nearly as good and unsuccessfully. Like Spike Lee's like, I'm gonna one up this. I'm gonna do it all in one take, and we're gonna boom up, and it's gonna have multi levels and. But here's the thing. I don't think they did nearly enough takes because there's way more whiffing and way more uh, stunt guys waiting. So obviously they didn't do enough takes. They didn't do enough rehearsing. But they still wanted to get it all in one shot. Yeah. And this is a... He could have just done something out. Like, it, it, get rid of the hammer. Give Josh Brolin a, a hockey stick. I don't know. I just pulled that hockey stick out of my ass and put him, uh, you know, it, on a bus. I don't know. And have them battle a busload of guys as they keep running on and getting on or coming in each door. I don't Anything else. But just all you would need is recreate a big fight scene. And then that is your remaking this movie. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like that would be your homage to that and come up with something on your own. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think that's the difference though, is this is, this is remaking a foreign film. So they are completely just saying this formula worked in South Korea. Let's duplicate that in here in America. So you're a horror guy. Did you see the grudge and the ring and the yeah. Japanese versions? Yeah. Are they the same? Uh, pretty much, yeah. But, like, do you feel the same way about those that you do about these? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just wondering. Yeah. It, yeah, I do. I mean, especially because there's no time frame in between. Like, I get remaking Last House on the Left, right? From the 70s till 2009 or whatever it was. Sure. There's... A huge cultural, uh, I guess I just use cultural and I was just referencing between countries, but. Um, uh, the, but there's the a time, time stand- cultural. Yeah, exactly. Generational. Um, that would have been a better word. Yeah, it would have been. So there's one big difference in this movie, and that's he doesn't catch the sister fucking the guy. She catches the sister fucking the dad. Yes. And. Turns out the dad fucks the his daughter and his son. Who is the worst villain ever? He sucks. He, the character seems is terrible. The actor is has no sympathy because he seems like an archetype of a of a supervillain, but doesn't really. It's not like he has. But if this guy would have shot electrodes out of his hands, I would have believed it <laughs> because yeah. he is so like he he looks evil. Right? Like, right. he looks like you're trying to... If you were to draw a cartoon of an evil character, this is him. Like, he looks like he should have giant collar, pointed collar, right? Right, or shoulder pads with spikes on them yes, or something. Yes, he's awful. Yeah. Awful. You know who's worse? His henchwoman. Yeah. She, so as, she looks as, like a character from Mortal Kombat. Remember Katana? Yeah. yeah. As awful... Or, as... Not awful. As awesome as Bleach Blonde guy is she's the exact opposite in that we know nothing about her we get no screen time with her she kicks his his ass in the bar that one time and the like the first time we meet and then immediately dies when they meet next time like she like throws a punch or a kick or something and then immediately throws slash like 
Ugh. Yeah, and, and I think it just goes to like the the aura that somebody possesses because you spend the equivalent amount of time with white hair guy in the original, but I'm literally saying I want to see a movie just focused around this dude. Right, because he says, "Why not try talking?" And to he's me? got a presence, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, and I feel say, like this is a Hollywood thing of what if it was a badass chick, mm-hmm. huh? Um, yeah, and I feel the same way. As much as I love the villain from the South Korean version, that's how much I hate the villain from the 2013 version. Right. He's just awful. And I'm not saying it shouldn't, when I say badass chick, it shouldn't have been a woman. It just give me a character, anyone. We at least, we got a presence and a character in the original with the blonde haired guy. We don't get this at all with henchwoman. I was just nodding and I realized that doesn't do doesn't great. Doesn't play on audio. Him, I guess. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, Dad, uh, he catches them fucking out of embarrassment. They move to Luxembourg. Dad kills daughter, mom, himself, and shoots the son but misses his heart. And uh, so now he, that's why he did the revenge. Uh, And that's why he made Josh Brolin fuck his daughter. Which... Like inherently feels flawed because the villain here is happy about that. He was saying, my father was a great man. He did everything out of love. We had a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So that is a good thing to him. Yeah. He wanted to continue. Fo- like, because you see him, he walks in, like when the dad shoots him, he's like, oh, hi, father. And he starts yeah. undoing his belt because they're going to fuck. Yeah. Which the daughter but, did the same thing. Yes, she did. But w- so why is that a punishment? Why is that going to torture Josh Brolin? when this villain thinks that that was a beneficial thing for him that doesn't like those that wouldn't be his motivation right wouldn't it be let me take your daughter from you if he that's what he had happened to him because he's upset he doesn't he can't fuck his dad anymore right i don't know i think you could say the same thing about the other one it's incest for incest Oh, I guess you're right, because yeah, he wanted to continue screwing his sister. So yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, my overall thoughts, kind of like I said, it would have been fine had you not seen that before. Okay. If if I had seen this when it come out, when it came out, and hadn't seen Old Boy, it would have been fine. Yeah, it, it's at. I don't. I was going to say it's almost not fair to compare it to the other one, but obviously that's what you're going it's to what, do. But that's not what only you, is that what you do, that's what we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Uh, so it's definitely it's it's, I guess if you try to imitate something as as near perfect as Old Boy is, uh, you you're going to be held to that standard, yeah. And it doesn't live up to it. I feel like Old Boy goes in to my tier of maybe perfect movies. I may need to watch it a few more times, but up there with uh, Die Hard and Ghostbusters as one of those. Little gems. I'm with you. I Station agree. agent. Station agent's real good. Nebraska. Maniac Cop Two. Just saying. Yeah. Next week. Next week. We didn't get to do this last time. No, we didn't. Well, I guess we did last time. Oops. Recording <laughs> these out of order. Uh. This is the film the Vatican doesn't want you to see. Wait, <laughs> I like that the main quote is 
from Caracol Radio 1260. <laughs> the fuck is that? That's somebody that's that the best stuff. thing someone could say about this. Like <laughs> the most important person to say something good about this movie. Yep. Inspired by true events, it is the devil inside. Uh, is this the Sam Raimi one? Or no, that's nope. That's like hell or something, isn't it? Uh, that's drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. Yeah. An instant horror classic. Uh, this is one that Marianne will not want to watch because she doesn't like demons. She went to Catholic school. Hmm. So, scared. I think demons and ghosts she's not really into. Uh, so, it is a nun on the front with weird, like, cataracty eyes. Uh, so, I'm guessing that this is going to be a demon possession horror inspired by exorcist type movie okay that's fair good uh next movie so you mocked that as having a positive quote by unknown people okay this doesn't even have a quote by anyone (laughs) okay from the producer of x-men and (laughs) trick-or-treat the weirdest like they're trying to throw anything they can to get somebody Something to watch this movie we need we need one thing positive to put on the poster <laughs> come on evil lives within you the taking of deborah logan uh this looks like another possession movie there's a weird i think she's an old woman with like her eyes are sinking into her skull looks weird i've never even heard of this movie and there are a lot of possession-y movies that I feel like that you could have chosen, but you chose this one, so mm-hmm. there has to be a reason. She's not losing her mind. Someone is taking it. Bonus material. Making a featurette. That's it. Wait, what else? Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's weird. So it's from the producers of X-Men and <laughs> Trick or Treat and it has a making of featurette. Yeah, it sounds like uh, something I probably would have heard of. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, so I think it's, it's going to be very much the same... Uh, devil possession movie uh this one not really this one looks it's probably going to take place in a creepy house because she's an old lady and old ladies live in creepy houses okay uh which one are you going to prefer probably the devil inside because i've heard of it (laughs) all right justin what else you got for us uh hammer time uh never mind yeah so, you know, before when I said, oh, the one I think I'm going to like is The Devil Inside, <laughs> apparently uh, Russ frantically texts me and was like, I I think we did the wrong movie. No, I know we did the wrong movie because I was, <laughs> I, I started to watch it for the podcast and mm-hmm. I was like, this is the not the movie that I was thinking of. It's fine. We'll roll with it. And I was like three quarters of the way in and I was like, I there's not going to be anything to say about this movie. I, I'm confident I'm not going to have anything to say about the devil inside we should really i should get you the right movie that we can talk about better so then uh you showed up at my door mm-hmm. with uh, uh the devil's due devil's due is so next week <laughs> yes yeah. devil's due and taking of deborah logan uh, i guess we should say obviously we're recording this after yeah so the whole so handing you're, you're, you the thing for you it sounds like oh devil inside devil's due uh, but uh, it turns out Russ is an idiot. Yeah. We'll get into it next week about how I think I did that. <laughs> okay. All right. What else you got for us, Justin? I, I thought I did this last week. <laughs>